0: Welcome back to another episode of Irons Overland. We've been out for a little bit. Um, we both had vacations over Labor Day weekend, so we didn't get a scheduled time together. But today we're going to talk about our, uh, our little trip down to uh, the Ozarks. Well, so you f- to-
1: for you no? it was down, for me it was up. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah, a nice 10 hour ride.
1: <laughs> it was only about four and a half for me. It was really nice. Yeah, yeah. So, obviously, if you've been listening, you know that we missed an episode last week. And we had promises of doing the podcast in the Ozarks. And that didn't work out. And we also said we were going to videotape some of the trip. And that didn't work out very well either. Uh, We'll get into it a little bit farther, why that didn't work out. It wasn't technical difficulties. It was, uh, I guess some interesting choices by us on the trails that ended us at camp a little later than we wanted to the night we were going to record and all of us being extremely mentally and physically exhausted. And both of us actually left that night camp at about two o'clock in the morning to head home. That's just how dumb we were that day. (laughs) 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 So uh, like we kind of mentioned the past couple episodes, we, we took a trip to the Ozarks. We were in the Ozark mountains on the Arkansas side um, so we had a group of about, I'd say 18 to 20 vehicles that had a whole beginner's trip. And I say that with air quotations right now, cause I was thinking it was going to be a little bit more than just gravel roads, nothing crazy. Um, the night we got there, I left from Memphis about two, which got me to the campsite at about six ish, six thirty, And Sean, you were there probably what? Eight o'clock, something like that.
0: Yeah, eight o'clock in the evening, and I'm gonna get into that too. Is <laughs> going into an area with no cell service. I mean, we both know better. Should just the last text, um, possibly, um, before we lost service or anything, is maybe communicating on what channel we could have talked in because reading the directions of where to go. Like, I go to it, and all of a sudden, I'm like driving through somebody's campsite. They're all swimming in the creek, and then it just the trail ends. I'm like, all right, I get it. I got across the creek, but where? You can't see the other side because it's pitch black out. <laughs> so <I'm laughs> I have just, no idea where to gonna go.
1: I'm just gonna preface this by saying there was a big Facebook Messenger group talk that was going on probably the last month and a half. We were given the GPX files to download into Gaia, and we're told the areas to go through. Some of us just might not have paid attention to that group chat as much. <laughs> uh,
0: I did. It's just when it's pitch blackout and there's running wire, you don't know how deep it is or where the crossing point is.
1: I will say that we got really lucky. So since I left at two o'clock, there was a group. So this is a, this is a group that originates down in Memphis. And Sean was down here for a year and he's in this group from that. And because I forced him to come into it so he could come on this trip with us. But so, everybody was leaving from Tennessee. And Sean was the only one coming from Wisconsin, obviously. I left alone. It was me and my truck. My dad came with me. He rode shotgun with me. But there was a group that left at noon. And that was the large majority of the group that was leaving at noon. So, we were going to miss being at the campsite with the group. We were going to get there after everybody, basically me and Sean. Sean a little bit later, obviously. So, we had a string of interesting events that led up to getting to camp myself you know Sean's you were pretty straightforward until you got to the main entrance to it and that was your downfall but for us I didn't stop to get beer the day before which was a mistake because there's a lot of dry counties in Arkansas so I was scrambling to find a liquor store just so I could have some beer and
0: Alcoholic beverages.
1: Adult beverages. Sorry, that's <laughs> not a, Yeah. <laughs> but so we stopped like four times on our way up just at like a Walmart, a gas station, things like that. Without even... I didn't even get gas every time. It was just trying to find a county that wasn't dry. So we finally got up there and now I, I did read the group chats, but this whole time we're driving up there, I was like, oh my gosh, I forgot they said that a main road in... Was closed, and I don't remember what road it was, and I kept telling my dad that, and he's like, we'll figure it out when we get there. We'll figure it out when we get there. Well, we figured it out when we got there because we showed up, and there was a big sign that said, road closed after this next road. So we detoured, um, and we had lost service at this point now. I thought there was going to be service a little bit farther in, but we would lost it at this point. So we were using a map that had been previously downloaded, trying to find our route, and we ended up, Basically, we ran into the group that had left at noon because they had car troubles on the road. One of the guy's tires fell off, and he lost his ball joint. So they were on the side of the road for a couple hours, which let us catch up and that that's why my into the campsite was smooth because so where it gets confusing is that there's a campsite called Woolham that is a there's an actual campsite there, and the spot we were getting to was across the river. And a little bit farther west. But there's not really a good spot to see that you're in the campsite or not in the campsite. It's very vague in that area. And you had to drive probably a quarter of a mile down the shoreline to get to the river crossing to the campsite we were going to. So for us, it was easy because I ran into the group of you know 15 other vehicles. And we were getting directed across where we were supposed to go. Sean came in as it was getting dark I'd already had my set, my campsite set up. Me and my dad were ready, an adult beverage in, and he's, we're getting service randomly. So all of a sudden, like I got a call from Sean, and it wouldn't let me pick up. And then I called him back, and it kept breaking up. I was trying to send text through, and it was just a shit show, because by the time that I could have gotten to him, it, he was already pretty much driving up. Because I was going to walk down the shoreline, it really was. And I was like, nah, he'll probably figure it out.
0: <laughs> well... The best part is following the Gaia or the GPS, GPX uh, map that they gave us where I actually ran into somebody else that crossed the river. It wasn't even at the crossing that they marked on, <laughs> on the map.
1: Yeah, it was, um, the, the map markers were a little, a little confusing. And I will say that a problem with this bigger group. Now this is the only, um, I'm not going to say problem. There wasn't really problems. There was just a lot of stopping, but that's what led to this problem for me. So I am over, uh, over prepared or what? I don't know what you want to call it. I put my truck into four wheel drive right away. As soon as I get off pavement, even if I don't need it just because, and I put it into low because I knew we were going across the river. I didn't know how deep it was. And I saw there was a steep bank at the end and I figured it was Sandy. Well, Lucky for me, I had it in four low because I was the last one in this group and they stopped right at the top of it. So I was just sitting halfway on the embankment. Like my rear tires were in the water. My front tires were just on the sand bank. It was probably like a 45 degree angle. And we just sat there for 10 minutes. So everybody kind of figured out what was going on. And I almost didn't get up because it was so sandy and so wet. My truck had sank in and I lost all my momentum. So that was... That was a fun start for me, and Sean obviously rolling in at dark and being confused was a fun start. But it was that first night we slept on what was riverbed, but was basically an island when the river is high. So right now the Buffalo River is low, so there's a lot of dry spots. So we were in the middle of a river section that wasn't really there anymore. Um, It'll be back in winter or springtime, but for us it was the end of summer, so there wasn't much water. And it was, it was actually a really nice campsite because you could see the cliff sides, the stars were as beautiful night that night. So we set a fire and I don't think I wasn't prepared to stay up as late as we did or have as many adult beverages that night as we did. I thought we were going to go to bed at like 10. Then we looked at the clock and it was one o'clock in the morning and everybody else around us was in bed and their fires were out. (laughs)
0: Yeah. We're just watching everyone's fires slowly go out here, there. It's like. All right. Well, whatever. I'm not tired. How about you guys? Nope. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but we were the last to sleep and the first up. That's all I'll say. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so that, that first with the job. Exactly. So that first night was, was, besides getting there, was actually very relaxing. And I'll be honest, since we got there so late, we just set up our campsite, and we kind of parked away from most of the group because I tried to get as far I mean I'm not camping I want to be away from a big large group and there was a bunch of families and had kids and dogs and stuff so I was like okay I'm just gonna go over here and do my own thing so we parked I mean we weren't too far we were in eyesight but we didn't really go talk to a whole bunch of people that night we sat down started cooking and had our alcoholic beverage adult beverages and enjoyed ourselves that night
0: I mean it was peaceful for the most part Mm -hmm. you got some
1: really cool pictures of the stars which is awesome
0: Yeah, trying out the new, well, I guess it's older, but new to me, the night mode on the iPhones and be able to capture pretty much the Milky Way dust if you got a clear enough sky, which is kind of cool.
1: It was, it was, that's probably one of the best pictures I've seen of the night sky from just, like, us, you know, not something crazy. And then we woke up, we started cooking our breakfast, and Sean made a best friend, lucky for him, because you... You brought your dog with you, which ironically, I want to let everybody know that he drives a Silverado. His dog's name is Tundra. So just shows you where his priorities are, but, uh, <laughs> no comment. but so there was kids obviously, and they saw the Husky and they wanted to be friends with him. So as we were finishing cooking and trying to pack our stuff up so we could get ready to go, Sean had a little shadow following him around so he couldn't pack up as quickly. And it was very funny to me because I was done with all my stuff and we didn't bring a dog, so we weren't we weren't attention getters or anything like that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it kind of screwed up the morning a little bit, but
1: it's always nice to be friendly and everything. But, yeah, <laughs> it's like, come on. <laughs> and so now this day, because we were only there for two nights, this day was the bad day. It was a good day. It was actually a good day, but it was a bad day. <laughs> we we had this whole trail ahead of us and they had the plan. There was about five or six points of interest they wanted to stop at. Well, I, we didn't realize that the first point of interest was literally like 200 yards away from where we camped. So it was a hiking trail. It was really a really pretty hiking trail they went up to. It wasn't long, but I mean, we're here to, we were here to take some trails. So we didn't really, we're like, oh, okay, I guess we'll just hang out here. So, You've got such a large group, and as we've talked before, a large group kind of inhibits you from doing certain things that you want to do. Obviously, we couldn't just do our own plan because we had all these people and we're fulfilling all these people's wants. So there was a there was a plan that we were trying to stick to and go through. And I will say, too, that they had walkie-talkies amongst all of them, and me and Sean had our GMSR radios. So we, we were talking to each other but not them. So they were trying to keep people behind us so that we wouldn't get lost. But the two people behind us ended up having an alternator issue and had to go to the parts store. And they basically didn't come back on the trail. So it left me and Sean at the end. And we didn't get lost, but we ended up, we split off because it was just basic trails. And it was, like I said in the beginning, it was beginner's group. Um, I wanted to do the beginner's one just because my Tundra is basically stock right now. We I put a little two and a half inch leveling kit you know, glorified strut lift on it before the trip. And I didn't know how amazing it would do compared to what we saw in land between the lakes. But so we got bored. Our curiosity got the best of us. We let the group go ahead and it was a great time. Me and him were stopping, taking pictures, going at our own pace. We're looking for some more stuff to explore. And their goal at the end of the trip was to end at a campsite, an actual campsite. So, I was very vocal about not wanting to go to a campsite and I kind of conned you into that. So we decided we were going to take some random trails and find a dispersed campsite. Cause we were in a national forest. You've got dispersed campsite rules and we tried a couple of trails to start with and those didn't really lead to anything. And then Sean found the black diamond of trails with no gatekeeper at the beginning or the entrance we went in and it, It got, got pretty rough. So it was a easy, not easy. It was not difficult, but there was some dips and stuff where we were, we were not bottoming out, but we were hitting the, uh, the hitches and stuff like that. They were not the perfect trails for a truck, but the trucks will fit on it. They were very tight. There's a lot of trees down. We had to maneuver around and our first obstacle, uh, we had a casualty. I'll, I'll let you describe this casualty to them since it was yours. Uh, So,
0: coming (laughs) around, kind of a steep embank going downhill and a tight turn at the end. It was (laughs) greater than, or less than 90 degrees, I'd say, to make this turn. Keep going, and then all of a sudden, like, watching both sides. I'm like, all right, I'll fit. Coming down, staying on the left side as much as possible, and then hitting in the brush. All I feel is my truck stop. I'm like, oh, no. So, I get out really quick. I think it's up on my tire or anything. No, there's a probably about a 14 inch diameter tree sticking. Well, not sticking, but kind of dinged up my fender and my door a little bit.
1: <laughs> a little bit is an understatement.
0: <laughs> well, it it pushed the fender into the door. Luckily, the door didn't bend. Um, actually, that much. It was mostly the fender took the entire hit. Um, so I need a new front passenger fender. <laughs> But yeah, so that was the fun part about that. Um, that was probably what quarter mile into the trail or so.
1: Yeah, I think we were maybe twenty, twenty, thirty minutes at the most into that trail, and there was like three. There were supposed to be three offshoots on our way in, and I didn't see any of them. So I'm not sure if those used to be trails and they just stopped being kept up with. Which there was a lot of brush down, so maybe they kind of got you know just some stuff. Grew over and they stopped taking care of them And just said ah this will be our main trail Um, But as we got farther in We had some confidence Because it was you know There's a couple of mud holes And tight turns and things like that That were kind of fun Until we got to the death trap Which was like Legitimate rock crawling Now I'm not talking like Rubicon trail rock crawling There was spaces in them and stuff But I mean My old Jeep, I would have questioned going down and definitely would have questioned going up this trail. And by the time we realized what it truly was, Sean was already kind of at a no point, a point of no return. Um, We may have been able to get you up, but that would have been a bear and a half to do that. And to turn around and do that trail would have been another two hours, two and a half hours back. So we decided to push on, but there there was three... Directions to get off of this main area we were at. And the first one we saw was very scary looking originally. And it's got rock ledges and step offs that are, you know, two to five feet in height. And there's just scattered, huge, huge ditches and ruts from other these rock bouncers or uh, side by sides going up. There's carnage of people's old bumpers and taillights and stuff. And we're like, that's probably not the path we want to take. So I was parked at the top of this hill. And there was an offshoot right next to me that I could try to go down. And then we decided to send Sean down the trail that split off a little further down. And that was really tight because there was a couple of stumps and trees and it was, that was like a 90 degree turn. And the, the side that you were turning away from was like just the straight drop down cliff side. So it was really scary to watch. I can't imagine, how, how are you feeling? I mean, going through that spot.
0: That was a little pucker factor for sure uh, just, uh, <laughs> definitely felt the truck uh weaning a little bit more to one side there uh, was
1: there was definitely there was one to two tires off the ground at one point your rear driver's side was about three feet off the ground and the front driver's side was probably a couple inches to about a foot off it was I was there was on that trail there was multiple times when we were trying to spot and i would run behind a tree because i was i was sure he was rolling his truck sure of it
0: <laughs> yeah talk about getting in a, a tight spot with a full-size truck that was very tight now mind you uh we i was paying attention to gaia and on off-road so the road we were I was like, oh, we'll take this forest road to get to this trail, which they rated this trail only as a 4 out of 10. <laughs> so it's like, all right, well, we'll take this forest road. Well, apparently this forest road magically turned into this trail that I didn't even see the turn on the either one of the GPS systems. Because I don't know if it's just how they're marked or whatnot, but I'm like, this is no way this is a forest service trail.
1: It said uh, it said that school buses were allowed on this trail. Yes. It definitely needed some updating because that was like a that was like a seven or an eight out of ten trail for sure.
0: Yeah, it was definitely uh, a jeep buggy short base um or short wheelbase trail for vehicles. <laughs> I mean There there is definitely a couple uh Awesome power maneuvers with the vehicles. <laughs> <through> there <trail. laughs>
1: there definitely was.
0: <laughs> but, yeah. Um. So we so what Jake's talking about is we come up to this ledge, and it's almost like a staircase climb of three to four feet drop offs each time for each step on the way down, and we're like, oh, well, this sucks because like I already went down one, <laughs> and. It was a minimum turnaround area, so it was, like Jake was saying, there's a shoot-off to the left. There was, like, another one up by him, and then there was obviously just straight down the way I was already facing. So it's like, all right, we're building up rocks and everything else like that to try and see if we're going to go, if I'm going to go ahead and go straight down. And looking at it and thinking about it, I was like, nope. So walked around a little bit. We found the two... Um other alternate routes. We walked them and we saw that they walk all the way around. We're like, okay. Like, well, oh, it's still kind of uh <laughs> iffy, but we're gonna do it. It's less less uh scarier than going straight ahead, I guess. <laughs> so we're doing it and mind you I have tow mirrors on my truck and those things are folded in and <laughs> I'm maneuvering it back and forth, taking the tight turns, going down the trails. And like Jake said, it, the truck was fluxing quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so when, for what I could see is one of the wheels was the back uh, driver was quite quite literally off the ground. So it was three on the truck a little bit. <laughs> and yeah, that was uh, fun. Finally, get, our, get down this obstacle course, I guess you could say. Probably make it all the way down and I make it all the way to where it tees back up with the other side. So run back up and mind you, there's a couple of times we used uh, the traction boards or max tracks or the Amazon, my Amazon knockoff of them. And trust me, they worked. They added a little bit of height on stuff on top of uh, building up some rocks and everything. But uh, they bent a little bit and they held up. They didn't crack or break. So that was the nice part, but anyways, Run, <laughs> run back up, grab those boards, and go to helping spot Jake.
1: I chose the trail up by me because it was only scary looking at the very beginning part, and then after that, it kind of tapered off and got a little bit easier. And watching Sean try and get through a portion with the turns didn't really look appeasing to me because. So the the biggest thing that Sean had on me is. He has got 12 and a half inch wide tires, so his tires stick out. He's got different offset. He's got aftermarket wheels. I have stock wheels and 31 and a half inch tires, so they're they're like half an inch bigger than comes on this truck stock. Okay, so again, a two and a half inch lift and basically stock tires on this truck. So he was pushing off of rocks and trees without touching his body because his wheels were sticking out. And that was essentially his rock sliders for the most part for the sides, and then he ran over a stump, got hung up on a stump on one part because there's no way to avoid it, and to- tore the stump out with his his whole the passenger side axle and a arm with the CV axle that you just replaced. I kept just I picturing have, it. In my head still holding up, gonna, by the way. I thought you were gonna tear <laughs> that thing up, but you tore that stump up. And I saw him trying to maneuver and turn and was getting stuck. I was like, man, there's no way. This definitely is a difficult way. Let's, let's go with the path and travel. Let's try this one. I feel good about it. So I started and didn't wait for anybody because I was, I was just like, I need to get this over with. I'm nervous. As it be, I just saw Sean do this. This is a terrifying trail for full-size trucks. So I got down a couple of spots, and then they came up and started spotting me. And just just with the sliding, and the path that you chose, they're like, stop, 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 stop. And I I could tell the truck had gotten hung up. And I ended up hitting the bottom half. Well, it's not even, it's more or less the rocker on the, the passenger side. And I got some scratches on the bottom of the rear door. The cab corner has got some deep gouges and a dent in. And then the, the fender on the tail, or the bed, sorry, on that passenger side pushed up about half a foot. So... I got out, looked at it, realized that there was... I couldn't go backwards. It was going to do more damage. I need to just keep going forward. The damage is already done. Let's hope that the tire pushes me as it makes contact with this rock and just bounces off and I can keep going. And it worked out. So we got down the rest of that trail, kind of collected our thoughts. I looked at the damage. I pulled my fender back out and I was like, well, it's not mechanical. It's still driving all right. It's just cosmetic. That's not the worst thing that it could be. We feel... Like Vikings. We just conquered this rock crawling trail with full size trucks that should not be on this trail at all. And yeah. we turned the corner <laughs> and there's another section just just like that one. Not as I wouldn't say as bad in lengthwise, but it was very severe drops in a short amount of time. And we kind of played with the idea for a little bit. Sean was going to try and go around a tree and come down a straight shot way, but I, that, this was one of the points I ran behind a tree and stopped watching him, try, stop trying to spot him because the truck was starting to lean down the hill while he was making the turn, and we decided that it was best to go another way. And I'm going to be honest with you, man, I'm very impressed and proud with our, one, driving skills, and two, communication and spotting skills to actually get off of these two crazy rock crawling obstacles. I mean, that's, that is like, that's something that I never thought I would do with this truck. And it's stuff that I didn't do a ton with my Jeep because there just wasn't a lot of rock crawling trails that we went to, but the ones that we did, I was pretty, a lot more confident because it's a Jeep. It's a shorter wheelbase. I had 37 inch tires on it most of the time that I was doing this stuff. So we got through that section too and finally got to our end. And that was when we all decided we just wanted flat ground and find a campsite for the night and we drove around probably what maybe another 45 minutes and ended up finding an awesome campsite right next to a little offshoot creek area and set up
0: i was was gonna say after coming out of that trail and coming across that uh creek crossing and seeing all those mobile homes and utvs i just a sign of relief (laughs) oh yeah
1: (laughs) end of that trail i'm just like oh thank god God we made were, it we found like we the whole time we're doing this rock crawling show we kept looking at the map and we're like the end is right here you can see it on the map there's like there's like 500 feet and it's the end and there's a main trail right here that won't be crazy like it's just it's here so like that was our it kept motivating us and we knew we couldn't turn around it was too late you know and by the time Sean had done his first section it was too late for us to really turn around and then after both of us did that that whole part it was like well There's no going back now for sure. But we got, we turned off that hard trail onto a main one, which is still pretty, pretty rural for what most of what we were taking. It was still, it was still an actual trail, but it just wasn't crazy. We passed a side by side, which we thought was good news. Found the river, and across the river, like you said, there was a bunch of RVs and trucks with trailers. And we're like, we did it. We made it out. We're going to (laughs) live. That was I mean, such relief.
0: <laughs> I will take going out to Colorado and doing imaging pass before that trail again.
1: <laughs> that, I'm telling you, that was a very, very wow. technical trail. And I will tell you all listening, if we would have found that trail from the other way, we would have stopped immediately. Because the, oh, that, that was the gatekeeper. You know, That was the trail that was going to stop us. We were going to see those parts and say, no, we can't do this and turn around. The one that we were on split off onto this trail, but there was no offshoots where they were supposed to be. So there wasn't, you know, once we started this trail, it just still kept, you know, act It seems like it was the same. (laughs) And we're like, okay, this has got to be right. And it was definitely not right. It, you know, knock on wood, thank God, we just came away with cosmetic damage, you know, and now yours is definitely more severe than mine just because it's a fender. I mean, mine's not, not bad at all by any means like it's it's pretty rough it's going to need some work for sure but mine's kind of pushed off to the side and once i kind of cleaned it up it wasn't as bad as i originally thought it was it still isn't okay but i i'll take that over the the fender on you any day so i you know i i do feel bad for you because i was laughing and then all of a sudden bam there goes my fender you know
0: (laughs) well i so that's the the thing that kind of irritates me a little bit is I didn't get it on any of that course. I got it from
1: taking a turn. <laughs> a you hit a tree. Mine died. Mine got hurt in battle. Yours was like, Oh, Hey, <laughs> this is down tree. And you thought you were far enough away, but this is a tight trail and it just shoved you into it. But I mean, it still looks cool. You're still like, yeah, look at this trail damage I got on my truck. This is, this is real no. cool. <laughs> I mean, I will tell you, I feel, I feel worse for me in a way because my truck is going to be with me for a while still so like I have to live with this for a very long time your truck you've had for 10 years so like to not have fucked it up in 10 years is awesome it takes it took you 10 years to do this it took me 9 months to fuck Mm -hmm. this truck up (laughs) 9 months (laughs) so I I don't know what that means for me in the future but I I hope it simmers down now I, I don't plan on finding these trails anytime soon but that night, well, that night was our night that we were planning on doing this podcast. And obviously, yeah. we were out on this trail. We probably are on that trail for almost four hours by the end of it. Because I wanted
0: to get out and film. It's just
1: we I, were, we were we so were strained and so and there was a lot of thought and stress. That I mean, my dad was out the whole time, and he he took some pictures, but not what he was taking before. We were all just in a different mindset, and it was one of those things where it's like, man. It would have been so cool to see all that stuff happening, but we were so focused on just getting out of there, like, okay, not being stuck, not breaking stuff horribly.
0: Yeah. We were just, we are locked in. Our mindset was
1: locked in. Let's get through this. So it's not wasting any time, <laughs> <laughs> which you can see the, I mean, if you go on Instagram uh, and TikTok and that we've posted some pictures and videos and stuff, but you can see where, you know, there's a bunch of pictures of easy stuff and very relaxed trails and beautiful views, and then all of a sudden they just stop, and then it's like the end of the trip. And there's like <laughs> an eight-hour period that was not documented, but it's documented in my brain, but it's oh, not. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, of course,
0: my GoPro <laughs> battery died and everything else then. When I, it, I know. It was perfect <laughs> timing. <laughs> I mean, I had, I had an R battery. I just didn't think about switching it. I was, just, I was so focused and locked in on just, just. I, how, how can I make it through this without the least amount of damage on my vehicle and not breaking something because I already suffered a, a damage to the passenger side and the fender and oh
1: Just just surviving, that was our goal. And I will say yeah. that was probably our payback because we were the whole time. And I'm not I, I don't mean it mean. To them, because they were an awesome group of people that we were with. They were had some cool vehicles. They were all beginners, and I can't I can't fault them for that. And the the trail ride that they had set up and this whole plan was awesome. He did a great job of setting everything up. Um, all the pictures that we saw after we kind of left from them looked so cool, and everybody had nothing but good things to say about it. But me and Sean were kind of bantering back and forth to each other, like, "Oh my gosh, this is a crazy trail! Whoa, whoa, whoa!" Because both of us have done more, you know. This is inherently a beginner's trail, so we kind of knew beforehand that this is what we're going to get but I thought it was going to be a little bit more um obviously we got more than we bargained for at the end but so we were talking on our GMSRs, and they had the the talk, walkie-talkies so we didn't think anybody was listening to us and we were oh man look at this trail i bet we're going to stop and and get through this hole it's going to take each of us 20 minutes you know joking around and at one point we said something and somebody came on the radio and said did we lose people are you y'all, y'all, are you back there still and we're like uh <laughs> they were on the channel the whole time, and like, well, that's, we deserve the damage on our vehicles from that. That was our payback. Now it
0: comes around, goes around.
1: <laughs> and like I said, they were they were really nice people. Everybody we talked to was awesome. They had cool vehicles. I definitely would take trips with them again. But next time, I won't. We won't let the curiosity get us. We're just going to stick with the beginner's trail and follow what they have planned instead of being like, "Man, let's just go adventure and find these crazy trails." Because we got a crazy trail, that's for sure. <laughs>
0: i just do a little bit more research. The, <laughs> but that... Looking at stuff. But Like, the, the thing uh, I is... I just wanted... Yeah, I just wanted... <laughs> I mean, theirs was flat forest roads. I mean, they had really pretty views and stuff like that. But I wanted to do more water crossings and just a little bit of technical stuff. Not like what we got into, but just maybe like three or four rating, I guess you could say. Not ten.
1: <laughs> well, and that was the thing is we... They did have a couple of water crossings, which were cool, obviously, and they had a lot of cool sights, and there was stuff. I think we were both just like eager to to get moving and not stop so much. And we actually, our lunch spot, we wouldn't have gotten if we didn't split off. It was off the main trail, and it was a pretty steep climb up, which was actually that was about the difficulty I was looking for. So it wasn't easy, but it wasn't something our trucks couldn't do. It took a little bit of, of mental power, and trucks had to be in four wheel drive. But we got up to this beautiful view and had lunch just like overlooking the Ozark Forest and the mountains and it was it was so cool. And there's a bunch of pictures of that because we were in a great mindset at that point. But oh especially
0: s- like with the rock face behind us and everything else like that. That was just I I'm glad we stopped there and went up the hill. It's just <laughs> you know, watching the video with the drone it just looks like a regular trail with a slight incline i'm so <laughs> when disappointed you're, you're, <laughs> which,
1: when you're going up it you're looking at the sky <laughs> i want all y'all to know that i made my dad get out and film us on that hill and he almost died climbing up the hill it was it was extremely <laughs> steep and we climbed down halfway to meet him and us walking back up we were tired on halfway on the hill so it was a steep hill i promise it was a very steep hill but I marked that on my Gaia for a campsite. So if I ever go back, I'll probably end up camping there one night just because it would be a great sunset and sunrise to see. I, and I marked the campsite that we went, we camped at that second night too, obviously, because that, that was a pretty good spot. And it was a nice one to be like, okay, we're close enough to the road here. We can just get out and go. We don't have to be driving miles through this forest to find our way.
0: Yeah, uh, I like the second campsite night uh, i cannot talk um our campsite the second night after a rough day like that was on the other side of the creek and it was kind of close to the road so so you had e- easy access in and out if you wanted to it was quiet relaxing in the creek bed was amazing after that day oh that was so nuts. we all
1: jumped in the creek and, and swam around in it for a while and that was it wasn't it wasn't 100 degrees out, but it was about 85, 90 degrees. So it was kind of warm. And that was honestly one of the most refreshing feelings in the world. But that, I mean, and we had steaks that night. And we, we, none of us really had more than like one or two beers because we were all so freaking tired. I think what, at like 8 30, 9 o'clock, I stood up and threw a bunch of the wood in there, like, yeah, do it. Throw all the wood in there. Let's just get this fire going and, and go to bed and be done with all of this.
0: <laughs> Uh, that's what nine thirty. We were all in bed, and all of a sudden, one thirty, your dad gets up and does something.
1: <laughs> so, did I ever tell you the whole all that that happened there? No. Okay. So, so our first night, you know, and 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 bless his soul, I'll tell you, he's not an outdoorsman. He's he can handle it. He can rough it. He can get through it. But he's definitely a man of comfort and luxury now. He's earned it. He's gotten to that point. He's had some roughing trips. He's had stuff like that. But so, the first night we're in the Ozarks, you know, and he's we're off, you know, originally from up north. There's not we're in the the north where there's not a lot of predators. So the Ozark National Forest has, you know, mountain lions. We have black bears. You have all that there. So I told him the first night. I said, listen, we're we're around a bunch of people tonight. So it's not as big of a deal, but if I don't wake up and you hear something that sounds big walking around our campsite, wake me up so we can shut the tailgate and the the cap, so like nothing can get us because there are black bears here, there are mountain lions. And I said they, the black bears are getting close to hibernation, so they're gonna be a little bit more curious. I don't think they're gonna bother us, but I'm just giving you a warning ahead of time. So I think I freaked him out because the second night where we actually primitive camped away from people and we were still close to the road. So it wasn't like we were so far out. Like I've done a lot deeper, scarier woods than that, but like we went to bed and when I went to use the bathroom, I saw two eyes back in the forest. I was like, Oh man, there's something out there right now. You know, I see two glowing eyes. But so we're in, we're in my cap sleeping because me and him slept in the back of the truck. And I put little stick on lights like shower lights or closet lights that you just click a button and they turn on. Um, onto the, the the roof inside, so you could see at night. So there's one over our heads, there's one in our feet. So we go to bed. The truck bed is open. I rolled the windows down in the actual cab of the truck, and we have the two middle windows in between the truck cab and the topper open. And that's where I put my my Milwaukee fan at night, so it can draw in some cool air from outside in the cab into the topper with us, and just kind of you know there's a whole circulation going on. Well. We're close to the woods, so there's a bunch of bugs in there all around us and everything. We've got the mosquito net on the back of the topper, you know, where it's wide open, but I don't have anything, obviously, in the cab of the truck, and I've got the windows open. But usually they don't—you may get one or two, but they don't usually come through the pass-by because the fan's there, and it it keeps them away, or they they wander out that way instead. So at 1.30, the truck is rocking, and I hear him making all kinds of noise, and he's like yanking on the light above our heads. And I roll over, I'm like, what in the world are you doing right now? And he's like, there's, there's an animal in there. There's, there's something in here. It keeps getting me. And I'm like, what, what are you doing? He's like yanking the light. I'm like, it's, it's a light. You're grabbing the light. He yanks it down, rips the batteries out, like disassembles the whole thing. And like, I know he was, I get where he was at in his state of mind. He was still in like that, like dream state. Like he had just woken up and like he was, he couldn't, he couldn't, figure out he was it was reality now like he was awake he wasn't dreaming anymore so like he confused you're still you're freaking out like when you have a nightmare when you first wake up so like he calmed down he's like there's an animal in here i felt it sniffing and touching my hand like three or four times and it finally woke me up and it's freaking me out there's something in here it's gotta be like a raccoon or something and i i turned the light on i was like it's it's a it's a moth there's a moth in here it keeps just laying on your hand it's okay it's just a moth so i got up He's like, How are they getting moths? We have the mosquito net. And I was like, The the cab is open. All the windows are down. So I'm trying not to wake Sean up, but like, I'm getting out. I've got my flashlight. So it's it's shining all around and everything. And I turn it into the the cab of the truck. And it's like, It's like infested with moths. I don't know why (laughs) they went in there. There was not a light in there ever. Like, the only light was the refrigerator light, which is a very dull blue light. So it's not like, it's attracting anything. The moonlight through the trees is brighter than that. So we've got. I, I open the door, and because the, the, the uh, dome lights turn on when you open the door, they start flapping all around and hit me in my face and everything. So I had to turn the dome light off, and I'm shutting the door to let it go off. So you hear, slam! So I know that woke you up. And I'm trying to sit in there for a second, and I'm clearing the moths out and everything, and I turn the cab light back on, like three, four of them flying. I got to shut the door again, turn it off. And then I turned the key so you can hear the truck start beeping and the fuel pump prime and everything, and it beeps. So I rolled the windows back up, got most of them out, shut the door, and then Sean comes out of his tent. And he's like, well, what's going on? I was like, he's just afraid of moths. I have to get the moths out of here. And at like 7.30 or something, you had mentioned that you're like, if something wakes me up tonight or I just wake up and it's like 2 o'clock in the morning, I'm probably just going to get up and leave because I've got a 10 and a half hour drive home. So if you hear the truck start, I'm not running from anything. I'm just, I'm just going home. I'm packed up. So like I got back in bed, simmered down a little bit, turned, and I can see Sean's light kind of flying around a little bit, and he's on the other side of the truck. And I hear some noises, but I thought you were just going to the bathroom. But you had like cleaned up the whole campsite, packed up your truck, <laughs> and we're like had moved. It. You turned it on. I was like, oh, you are really leaving. You moved it because you were parked on those uh, max tracks or the fake ones. And you like have to
0: double out the truck.
1: I mean it was probably 10, 15 minutes. I mean, in pitch black at two o'clock in the morning, you had packed up your truck and everything in 15 minutes and were just like, "Wow, God. I was like, damn. That was really that was really impressive. <laughs> I I got my setup all down
0: and dialed in. I mean it's super easy with that rooftop tent.
1: And so that's what I think maybe 10 minutes later, I said I said out loud when you left, I was like, man, I guess he he was really serious. He's leaving. My head's like, oh, yeah, he, I, he did leave, didn't he? And I was like, yeah, he, he, took, <laughs> he took off. He's, he's gone. I left then,
0: and then I didn't get home till 2 o'clock-ish. That's rough.
1: I know uh, how you feel uh, now, because I left at 9 p.m. from Wisconsin the other night and got home at like 10 a.m., and it, it freaking sucked. Yeah,
0: I'm like, because I'm like, oh, well, Maybe I'll just I'll just sleep all night and leave at seven a.m. or whatever at first lane or whatever, and just thinking about like I want to get home, take a shower, relax, decompress a little bit, especially after
1: what just happened. <laughs> well, that was so I laid back down. And it was like 10 minutes and I was like, man, I'm wide awake. You know, I'm still adrenalized from the moth incident, him waking me up, freaking <laughs> me up.
0: <laughs> that was dangerous, moths. I, I tell you, they're out to get you.
1: And I kind of like did a loud sigh and he's like, is everything okay? I was like, I'm not going to fall asleep for another hour, hour and a half. I said, and by the time I do, we're going to get, you know, 45 minutes to an hour of sleep and I'm going to want to get on the road and we might as well have left early. He goes... Oh, I'm so glad you said that. I cannot sleep tonight. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm paranoid tonight because these woods are right here. I think there's something out there. i'm if you want to go, I'm fine with that. like all right, <laughs> let's just go. Let's just be done. So I mean, I think it took us five, ten minutes to pack up to and we hit the road out and we were home by we were home by about six a m, something like that. He's so it was, it was really nice. I was in my bed at you know seven o'clock because I dropped him off in Germantown, drove up to my house, and that was. I mean, that was honestly a very fun trip, even with all the crazy, you know, horrible things that can happen and did happen. Those honestly make the best trips, man. Now we've got some crazy memories and you're going to always remember this trip.
0: Oh, I can tell you, I'm comfortable going anywhere with you now, spotting and (laughs) driving
1: our trucks. (laughs) Dude, that was awesome. That was really good. Like, I think that was, you know, I've taken some crazy trips, but like you and I have never done anything crazy like that. And now like, it's like, okay. Let's do it. We're ready. We can handle this.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. I definitely got to keep my eye out a little bit more on some tire trails. I'll tell you that for sure.
1: <laughs> so tell me your you, – because uh, we're at – where are we at? We're at 44 minutes. I mean, this can be a longer episode anyways because we missed last week. But So tell me tell me your, your top three takeaways from this trip. They can be good. They can be bad. They can be needs or weaknesses you see in your vehicle. But just top three things that you – you, you are going to think about now for the next trip?
0: Um. So my takeaway is I know my truck's very capable of some pretty, I don't want to say it's rock climbing, but pretty aggressive uh, departure and approach angles. That's for sure. Without the, the most I've noticed that my truck did was scrape the bottom of the frame rail. And I mean, I have lower points than that which I don't know how they didn't scrape or anything and just might have been how the truck was positioned at that time or anything. But going off some four-foot to five-foot drop-offs with rocks and not really scraping anything, I know you did a little bit, but that was just on your frame and your truck is a little bit lower than mine. But I'm like surprised at how capable a full-size truck like that is.
1: Oh, yeah. I I mean, I can't believe it. Our trucks went through things that anybody online that you would have talked to would have said they would never have gotten through and i would have That's said that too before we did i
0: i i would have never done that i mean we had no choice to do it but <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, it's at that point where it's like i kind of wish could have got out and videoed it but at the same time like i said mindset was not there it was just to try and get out but i was just truck is very capable and i'm I'm very happy with it. I'm happy that how I built it is capable for getting in a situation like that and knowing that I can get out of it. Um, that's the, I'm very happy with that. Uh, another thing is um, I don't know how comfortable I would have been with anybody else. Cause I know your experience of off-roading and hitting some trails like that. I'm glad it was you and not somebody else with me <laughs> getting stuck there. Or, I mean, I, I mean, I am not don't have many people that go out and do this type of stuff. But I'm just glad it was you to guide and everything else. And then also the third person there, your dad, just has an extra set of eyes just to see things that you can't see while well, you're you're telling me which way to go. He's looking at the truck a different angle and going, hold on, stop. Um, why don't we try and reposition really quick because if you go down, you're going to hit this.
1: It was nice. Honestly, it was nice having a third person. Very impartial, too. You know, because obviously you were leading the way most of the time. So I kind of, you were a guinea pig in a way. Like, okay, is this going to work? And then having him there not really have any grit in either of our vehicles, he, I mean, obviously he wants them to make it home, but he was kind of just like, hey, um, this is kind of right here. I don't know if you can see that or if you know about that or if like <laughs> you just, just are planning on that, but I'm just letting you know. He's so, <laughs> Angelo's
0: <laughs> about it's just like,
1: "Yeah, by the way, I don't know, but hey." And then at the end he was like, "You know, I didn't really want to guide you guys because I didn't want to be responsible for anybody's truck to be broken and we're like, "Listen, we knew there was going to be damage at this point. We <laughs> we were just trying to get out." And that was one thing too, like like experience in a way, um, like he said too, I didn't know what we were going to do if we were going to have to hike down the trail and find someone to come get the, like a tow truck to get it out. We didn't want to hurt it. And I said to him too, I was like, that's one of those lose, lose situations. You, you just might as well get yourself out if you're not stuck, stuck because a tow truck or somebody else is going to end up breaking your vehicle anyways. So you might as well do it on your own dime instead of having somebody else come out to help you that may cost money or may wreck it more by forcing it through something that it may not be able to go through. So it's kind of one of those, it, it's, it's a stupidity thing, but an experience where it's like, okay, well we, we, we have to do this. We have to get these out are we are at a point where we're stuck. Literally like legitimately stuck on this trail. If we don't force ourselves to just accept the consequences and go,
0: I'm just glad between the three of us, we were able to, problem shoot it and get us out of there (laughs) not to mention though on top of the truck being capable of going down i also got to drive all the way home without any problems
1: (laughs) that's a win right there
0: (laughs) the truck is for uh, if you guys don't know it's a 2013 silverado z71 have a three and a half inch rough country lift on it with some um 33 by 1250 uh niddle ridge grapplers wrapped it with some uh black rhinos uh, i forgot the exact wheel name but i mean setup for what we just went through to me it's dialed in
1: <laughs> i would say so i would say that that definitely is, could be one of your takeaways that for 99 percent of what we are going to do you you're you're set you're good you're golden you know I'll tell you that my three takeaways, one, don't listen to anybody on Amazon and the off-road pages that say that those knockoff Amazon tracks boards do not work and they crack on the first try because they saved us multiple times. And I mean saved us as in they took so much weight and abuse that I can I thought for sure they were going to break and they never did. I mean, they were bending. You could see them bending and they went right back to their form. They didn't crack. I, it helped me off a rock that I got high centered on. It added that just extra couple inches I needed. Um, that's probably going to be my next purchase. I'm not going to lie because it was just, it, it was just a night. It was a lifesaver for a couple of things. And for for the price, like I get a lot of people. I'm sure the Max tracks are better. I'm not going to argue with you there. I, I know the Max tracks are going to last better. But the way that you take care of yours, you take them off, you leave them in your garage. They don't sit out in the sun. And how we just used them, I I think that as long as you are keeping them out of the elements when they're not in use, they're going to last you, you know, multiple trips with abuse. And, I I mean, we just proved it right there. That was amazing. I mean, you need to go on Amazon and and review those.
0: (laughs) Yeah, for 80 bucks, I think they were. They held up really well. Uh, Like you said, they... My truck went over them first. You saw them bend completely, and then your truck went right over them. And we used them the whole way down mm-hmm. to lessen the drop off and everything else like that. We stacked them, and then I still use them for leveling the truck out at
1: camping at night. <laughs> my next thing that I, my next point is that my truck still needs upgrades, and by upgrades, I need I need rock sliders one hundred percent. I need skid plates one hundred percent, and I need I need if I had. If I had put my wheels on, if I had bought the tires for those new wheels and had those on for that trip, I think it would have been easier because I'm going to 34s. So that would have gotten me an extra three inches of clearance, and I would have been where you're at. And I wouldn't – I think I would have gotten through everything just as easily as you did. The the rock sliders would have kept me from getting any of the damage, and the skid plates – I didn't get any damage underneath, but – Good Lord, the peace of mind that would have been brought with those skid plates. I mean, I've got the a poly gas tank under there, and that was that's uh, one of the lowest spots on that truck. I know that gas tank was riding the rocks. I don't know how it didn't puncture or break or crack or anything. I mean, it may have, and I just don't know. It hasn't gotten a big enough leak, but I mean, that's I need skid plates at least for the gas tank, the transfer case, and the front. And the third and final thing that I will say I learned from this trip. And I don't. I haven't looked at the newer Tundras. I don't know the brand new ones, so I can't tell you for sure. But come on, Toyota. What are you thinking? Putting the hitch pin connectors, the light connectors, at the same height as the damn hitch? Because every time that the hitch would hit the ground, my plastic case holding the the pin connectors was just bent up to the sky. I think I bent that thing down five or six times, and I don't know how it didn't break or rip the cords or bend any of the pins. Cause I pulled the trailer right afterwards when we got back home, but I don't, why would you put it down there? It's integrated in the bumper and every other truck. Like the metal can take the abuse that plastic cannot. I was, Oh my gosh, that was a big worry the whole time too.
0: I uh, doing that. Um, <laughs> I know I'm going to get, uh, I guess you could say a, a trailer hitch skid plate. Uh, Five Eight Nine Fabrication makes them for Colorado's and Silverados. <laughs>
1: I actually just came across those. I didn't know those were a thing until the other day. I looked up. I found the skid plates I'm going to buy, and they have a uh, they have a skid plate for the uh, the the hitch plate. I was like, that's that's crazy to think that they make those. But it's honestly a good idea because I'm sure after so much abuse, that things going to start getting a lot more wear on it. But I don't know if I'll buy one of those yet, but definitely for the gas tank and the transfer case are going to be number one.
0: Oh, yeah, I want to buy uh, um, skid plates for my truck too. I mean, I just got the plastic ones that they, the Z71 style,
1: but it's just like, all right, come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's pretty much, that's it. I mean, we could go on and on about this trip for some more. You know, this is just kind of a basic overview of it, but for those of you listening, you can take slightly modified to more modified full-size trucks on some crazier trails than you think. I'm not av- not advocating for you to do it, so don't take that. This is the warning: don't take your truck off-road like we just did. But I'm saying that they're a lot more capable than you think you are. They are, and if anything, this should show some people. Because, like I said, my truck's just got a two and a half inch, you know, little strut kit. Um, you take your vehicles out and use them. Before you start doing modifications to them because you're gonna really see your weak points and see where you do want to spend money and where you don't necessarily need to spend money but I mean that's this was that was a it was a good trip I think we learned some stuff we built some confidence for ourselves we've got some battle scars now some stories to talk about um I'm still planning on doing a walk around on my truck even though it's not that exciting and I, I'm still trying to get that on YouTube so just bear with us we're still. Kind of getting our schedules in, and I'm almost done with all my classes for this year again, finally, so I'll actually have some free time now, but um you have anything else to say, Sean? I uh, just
0: kind of a update of new stuff coming out there. I know you don't have it, but I have T-Mobile, and I just got a little uh notification saying that uh T-Mobile is now teaming up with SpaceX um, for going for coverage above and beyond. I'm not quite sure what everything entails. It's still kind of new, and I'm just kind of trying to find some stuff to read on it. But uh, Formula, it seems like they're going to kind of go with um, using some data with Starlink.
1: I actually saw, um, I didn't see that, but I saw the new iPhone is going to have a some kind of satellite or GPS function in it available so to
0: you. That um, is gonna allow you to use your SOS thing anytime with uh, satellite. So, like your little, uh, s- well, what's that satellite phone you have? Uh, the Spot X. Yep. So, like your Spot X, when you hit your SOS button, um, and all the emergency systems come and everything. That's just what the iPhone fourteen is gonna have. Now this T-Mobile SpaceX thing is completely different for what it looks like, but still kind of neat that if you do have a 14 and you're say out in the middle of nowhere with no service and you don't have one of those uh, GPS things for an
1: SOS that you can still use your phone. I think I, I think there's a lot more stuff coming out, which will be interesting. I think we'll have to make an episode about some of this technology for sure and go over that.
0: Oh yeah, I'll let the look a little bit more into this uh, T-Mobile thing, too, because I'm kind of excited since I have T-Mobile. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I still got to get the video of uh, my truck out there. I know you uh, said in the last (laughs) loan podcast that I have one, I just, we're still learning on how to edit some videos. I mean, we could just throw them up there and be raw um, video stuff, but we kind of want to give you guys a little bit more and kind of more professional look so i mean everything um just as a, anything else takes a little bit of time but we're trying and we appreciate you guys patient with us and still listening to us and waiting for those videos and sorry for not such the great video that's possibly going to come out for the ozarks and the trail that we just took but we'll get it out there
1: <laughs> like just like you said just bear with us We're we're still working our way up there And thanks for listening. And as always, check out our socials, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, all that stuff. And keep listening. Like, subscribe, leave a review for us. That'd be awesome, too. And uh, we will talk to you all next week. Thanks again.